welcome to One Last Thought, your regular dose of inspiration from some of my favourite and most inspirational books. Uh, and I'm going to start with a reminder that if you have a favourite book or a passage from a book that you think would inspire others and get a shout out to, then email me at what used to be the old podcast email address, but still valid now, business at bedtime at gmail.com. Today's reading comes from Stolen Focus, why you can't pay attention. The Sunday Times bestseller from Johan Hari. And this reading comes from the first chapter, Cause One, the increase in speed, switching and flickering. I don't understand what you're asking for, the man in Target in Boston kept saying to me. These are the cheapest phones we got. They have super slow internet. That's what you want, right? No, I said. I want a phone that can't access the internet at all. He studied the back of the box, looking confused. This would be really slow. You could probably get your email, but you wouldn't. Email is still the internet, I said. I'm going to go away for three months, specifically so I can be totally offline. My friend, Imtiaz, had already given me his old broken laptop, one that had lost the ability to get online years before. It looked like it came from a set of the original Star Trek, a remnant from some aborted vision of the future. I was going to use it. I had resolved to finally write the novel I'd been planning for years. Now what I needed was a phone where I could be called in emergencies by the six people I was going to give the number to. I needed to have no internet option of any kind so that if I woke up at 3am and my resolve cracked and I tried to get online, I wouldn't be able to do it, no matter how hard I tried. When I explained to people what I was planning, I would get one of three responses. The first was just like that of this man in Target. They couldn't seem to process what I was saying. They thought I was saying that I was going to cut back on my internet use. The idea of going offline completely seemed to them so bizarre that I had to explain it again and again. So you want a phone that can't go online at all, he said. Why would you want that? The second response, which this man offered next, was a kind of low-level panic on my behalf. What will you do in an emergency, he asked. It doesn't seem right. I asked, what emergency will require me to get online? What's going to happen? I'm not the President of the United States. I don't have to issue orders if Russia invades Ukraine. Anything, he said, anything could happen. I kept explaining to the people my age, I was 39 at the time, that we had spent half our lives without phones, so it shouldn't be too hard to picture the returning to the way we have lived for so long. Nobody seemed to find this persuasive. And the third response was envy. People began to fantasise about what they would do with all the time they spent on their phones if it was all suddenly freed up. They started by listing the number of hours that Apple's screen time option told them they spent on their phones every day. For the average American, it's 3 hours and 15 minutes. We touch our phones 2,617 times every 24 hours. Sometimes they would wistfully mention something they loved and had to abandon, playing the piano, say, and stare off into the distance. Target had nothing for me. 
Ironically, I had to go online to order what seemed to be the last remaining cell phone in the United States that can't access the web. It's called the Jitterbug. It's designed for extremely old people and it doubles as a medical emergency device. I opened the box and smiled at its giant buttons and told myself that there's an added bonus. If I fall over, it will automatically connect me to the nearest hospital. Until next time. Thanks for listening. Bye for now.